So before I started my message, the Holy Spirit actually laid this in my spirit the other day. And he says that I want you to read this verse so that they can get a perspective of why they're here at church this morning. So I'm going to ask the church to stand and, and, and ask that we will read this verse responsibly. This is Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. And I ask that you stand and we will read responsibly this verse because this verse will help us to gain a perspective on why we're here and why we do what we do. And I'll start off. After these things, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the, and, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place after this. And he who sat there was like Jasper and a sardis stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne, in appearance like an emerald. And from the throne proceeded lightning and thunderings and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. The third living creature had the face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, mm. Whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor to, and thanks to him who sits on a throne, who lives forever and ever. Collectively, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist, and they were created. You may be seated. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. I, I, I read that before. I read that first because I want us to understand that this was a, 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 a appearing into the most holy place of God's temple. This was the appearing uh, uh, where, where John, a man, was given an opportunity to look beyond the realm of this world. He looked into the holy place of, of, of the God and creator of the universe, and he witnessed all of these things going on. But what stood out in this verse, besides the radiance and the splendor, was the fact that, that, that this was not a quiet place. This was not a place that was somber. This was not, he was not witnessing a funeral. This is something that's about to happen. This is activity. He is witnessing the Father and all the activities going on around the throne. He is witnessing the, eventually the Father will stand up and, and, and heaven will be cleaned out because they're going to come here to redeem, to, to collect the redeem. What I'm trying to say here is that church is not a quiet place. What I'm trying to say is that when we come in here, I was thinking the other day, I was watching the Lions, and, and they were beating up on Green Bay. I was like, go there and get them boys. Why don't I do that in church? That's what I'm talking about. We are not here at a wake. We serve a living God. That's with all glory and honor, even all the heavenly hosts. You see them witnessing back to forth. Holy, holy, holy. We, when we come to church, we have to change our mindset. We have to change our trajectory. Now, as I begin my message this morning, we have to understand that 
After these things, you know, we, 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 the Bible's so clear, and I just love it. I love how God gives us a depiction. And, and, and what was brought out in our Sabbath school lesson is our minds are so dull. I, I, we, we just can't fathom the things of heaven. See, we've reached a point in this earth's history that we must change our trajectory. Why is this? Well, we live in a world hopelessly fixated on self. Our lives are here default to what we want and what we know. We live, we work, we pursue our dreams. But many times our dreams are devoid of God's spiritual direction. We rely on our gifts and our talents to, to make it in this life. But these gifts were given to us for a specific purpose. The Bible reminds us in Ephesians 2.10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should not walk in them. As Elder Becton brought out this morning, God is a planner. He does, he's not spontaneous. He's, he, he's continuous in his process. Many times we can become seduced by the worldly influences around us. We choose to do our own thing. We, are, we, 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 we mastered the term Seventh-day Christian. Because the other six days is about us. Church has become a mere stop and means to pass what little bit of time we have left at the end of the week. The building of our relationships with Christ, the church, its mission, and witnessing our secondary tasks. We default to what we see, not what God sees in us. Why is this problematic? I will explain. See, see, end-time prophecy is slowly manifesting itself all around us. We, as we tarry here, time is quickly wrapping up. We, our dreams, this world will not last forever. You see, we are all created with a specific purpose. As I stated earlier, God bestowed great gifts on us. But, but, but are we allowing our gifts to become our curse? Why? Because purpose unrealized inevitably leads to abuse. Are you fulfilling God's commission? Are we about witnessing and testifying to this dying world? Why is it that, that sometimes we even struggle to praise God who brought us through, through his beloved son, Jesus Christ? He's our only hope of salvation in this world. And he's our golden ticket out of this mess. We are distracted and focused on the now not focused on the next. Today I will focus on a man who, 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 who given a great gift and, and, and purpose, but, but, but he also allowed worldly distractions to seduce him away from his purpose. For, for we must recognize and ask ourselves, have I fallen into the same trap? Pray with me as we examine the tragic but eye-opening biblical account of our, our, our manservant Samson Title of my message, Sleeping with the Enemy. Please bow your heads, Father in heaven. I just pray that you would be with me this day. Fill us with your spirit this day. Help us, Lord, to, to recognize our condition and to focus on trusting and leaning and submitting ourselves to your power. These things we ask in your holy name. Amen. 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 As, I, as my title denotes, Sleeping with the Enemy. Many of us may be familiar with this movie. See, Sleeping with the Enemy is a 1991 American psychological thriller film directed by Joseph Rubin, starring Julia Roberts, Patrick Bergen, and Kevin Anderson. See, Roberts plays a woman who fakes her own death and moves to escape from her controlling, abusive husband, but finds her peaceful life, new life interrupted when he discovers her actions hmm, and tracks her down from Cape Cod all the way down to Cedar Falls, Iowa. Ultimately, in a final struggle, he is shot and later succumbs to his, 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 his injuries. See, this is a sad, reoccurring thing. See, see Laura Barney has a semi-idyllic life, a, a, a perfect marriage to Martin, a successful Boston investment counselor. From the exterior, all has a, you know, he was a smooth, brazen success story who had it all. But beneath Martin's charms was a, of this handsome exterior, however, is an obsessed and controlling person who has emotionally, emotionally and sexually and physically abused her for years of their marriage. Hmm. Many times 
we see that, that life repeats itself. Many times, as my title denotes, we, we, we see that, 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 that we struggle in this life. We see that, that, that life is not always what it seems. See, this, this life showed what appeared to be the perfect life. We, it, it, but hidden behind closed doors was a life of anguish and abuse. Many are blessed with gifts. But when our purpose is not realized, abuse is inevitable. See, why is identity important? See, we are created with a purpose here. If we don't know who we are, we may never realize our purpose. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1.9, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time. So, so, so we see that our purpose was established. The Bible clearly states, Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. God is not a God of spontaneity. Ephesians 1.4, just as, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We must recognize that our purpose is first to seek Christ. That is the lot in our, in our, in our purpose here. But with many times we see that, that, that Satan has a direct attack. Satan makes a concerted effort to attack the very image of God in us. God created us to be as, as part of his image. It'll carefully develop plan. But, but for us to be effective witnesses in this world, we must have a clear understanding of who we are and what we're about. We see so many times we, we get caught up. We get caught up. We, you know, we see that, that, that Romans 2.8 reminds us that, but to those and for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, there would be wrath and fury. See, see, we have to understand that when we step out of the box, we wake up in the morning, our first mindset is, is what we got to do for the day. But do, is Jesus Christ first to mind? Let us review a story of one who was born with a purpose, but almost failed miserably by selfish pursuits and abuses. He allowed his lust to be his liabilities. He lives, he lived by himself, he lived for himself. Our lives are governed by a series of choices. So many times people don't recognize that it's our choice that would determine our destiny. So let's go to the Bible. The birth of Samson, Judges 13. And this is our, our scripture reading this morning. It says, again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. And, and now there was a certain man from Zohar, a family of the Danites, who, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren, and had no children. And we see that, that, that it goes on, and, and the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Hmm. And we see that eventually, behold, uh, the Bible tells us that, that, that for behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and, and, and for no razor shall be upon his head, and for the child shall be a Nazarite to God for, 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 uh, from the womb, and, and he shall deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. Samson was born with a purpose. And we even see here in this situation that sometimes our purpose can arise out of the most extenuating circumstance. This woman was, a, you know, she was, she was barren. She, was, she didn't have any children. She, she, she couldn't have children. But when God touched you, the impossible can happen. See, see, we, we, he was a Nazarite. Well, who are the Nazarites? A person who vows for a specific period to abstain from partaking grapes or any other products, whether intoxicating or not, cutting his hair or touching of a corpse. See, basically, they have three, three, these three principles, and you can find this in Numbers 6, 1 to 21. The Nazarites follow three rules. They, they, the guidelines for a vow were, 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 were voluntary. They're open to men and women and had a limited time frame. But first, Nazarites re refrained from drinking alcohol. Secondly, they had to avoid getting near or touching anything that had perished, including family gra grave sites. And finally, for the duration of the vow, a Nazarite could not cut his hair. So, so let's, let's go back. The back. What's the backdrop? We are familiar with the story of Samson. This is not a story that's unfamiliar with us, but let's just kind of review. Samson, who was the product of a bearing a woman, is, is one of the most recognizable of the judges who ruled 
over Israel before the times of the kings. He was, in that, he was a Nazarite, yet broke many rules of the Nazarite vow. God gifted Samson with incredible strength. Now, I'm going to go talk about that in a minute. But he lost his strength when Delilah betrayed him in, in, in Philistines, who, 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 uh, who blinded him and enslaved him. At the end of his life, God still bestowed him his strength back. But it was a trek that met to a disappointing and tragic end. Mm. Let's, let's go back to the Bible. So we see that in, in Judges 16. Now we jump down to, to Judges 16, where, where, where now Samson came to Gaza and saw a harlot there and went into her. And, and, and when Gaza were told that, that, that Samson was here, they surrounded the place and lay wait to, you know, to him all night and at the gate of the city. They, they were all quiet. Now, this is interesting when you read this story. First of all, you see that the Philistines, they had enough of Samson. Samson was running roughshod through them because of his gift, doing his own thing. But what I find interesting to me is that in spite of what he was doing, remember now, the Bible just started out that he was, he was hooking up with, with what? With, with who? Prostitutes. We know who they are. Come on, talk to me today. They were hookers. Women of the night. That was his plot. That's that, was his, that was his ploy. That's what he loved to do. But you find it interesting that in spite of his lifestyle, God was still with him. I remember when I was, a, I was young, and I used to have some of the, some of the uh, seniors in the church tell me, you know, you better be careful. You, you can't go into a bar or club because your angel will stand right out there while you're in there by yourself. You ever hear that? Oh, you can't go to the movie theater because your angel's going to be waiting on you when you get out. Well, if, if they waiting on me out there, what's happening to me in there? We see that God was still with Samson. See, we see that in verse 4, after it, had, it had happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, hmm, whose name was Delilah. We, 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 we see this is the, the beginning of the end for him. The lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, entice him and find out where his great strength lies. Now, this is what's interesting to me. That, you know, and I, I'm going to touch this in a minute. It said, but, but, but by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him and afflict him in every other way, because he's doing the same to us. Hmm. We see that. And again, unrealized potential. But even the, this narrow escape that, that this penetration tells us that did not stay his evil course. He was still reckless. He was still doing things he shouldn't do. But the Holy Spirit was still tearing with him. What does it say to me? It means that I could be high on the corner. It means that I could be drunk. But God is still working with me. We, when, we think about, when we think about witnessing, we can't be caught up in what their vices are. God is still working in their hearts, in their spirits. We all have a purpose. And he's going to go through every end to make sure that we accomplish that. The veil of Sorek was celebrated with it for his vineyards. These were, had been a temptations for a wavering Nazarite who had already indulged in the use of wine, thus breaking yet another uh, tie that abound him to purity and to God. And the Philistines kept vigilant watch. They were watching him. Every step of the way, God was still with Samson, even after his lustful and careless escapades. God does not go through great lengths hmm, to be about us. We see that we have to understand that we waste our talents many times because we don't, we don't recognize our purpose in this life. See, we focus on the temporal and, and not the eternal. Satan distracts us to pursue goals of selfish ambition. That's why you, you, you read the parable of the talents. That is what it's talking about. Many people misunderstand what this means. The talents are what God has given us to be about witnessing in this world. And now, he's not trying to make you the greatest banker. He'll bless you. He don't care if you're the greatest orator. If you speak in front of auditoriums, that don't matter to him. He wants to know, are we witnessing and utilizing the gifts that was given to us for his glory? That's what it's all about. Because we have to understand that, that, that God opens doors. See, the problem that we have is we misunderstand where our blessings are coming from. See, the Bible says that he, he rains blessings on the who? The just and the what? Which means that there's a lot of knucklehead people out there doing their thing. They ain't a church. They could care less about church. But yet it seems like everything they touch, 
turns to gold. And you wonder, how can that be? God is still the one that opens up doors. The Bible even is clear that God gives you the ability to gain wealth. Yes, we look at some of these wealthy people. We look at the one percenters, and we see how, how selfish they can be. But yet, we, 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 we get caught up in this thing. We have to understand that we have to, God says that when he opens up, no man can shut. So there's no door to shut that no man can open. God is the one that is in control of this thing. We have to understand who, who's really in the story. Now, let's, let's go back. See, the, the back of the story, we, 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 we must be humble. That's our problem. That's where it begins. We, we, we must exemplify humility. We have to humble ourselves before our maker. See, Samson knew that he was special, but his gifts were used for his own personal gain. He wasn't very humble. He knew what he can do. You have read his exploits. And, and what I find interesting about this, too, is that Samson must not really look like what he is capable of. And I'll explain that in a minute. See, many times looks are deceiving. See, Judges 16.6 goes on and tells us that, that, that Delilah uh, said to Samson, please tell me where your gifts of strength lies and, and, and with what you may be bound to afflict you. We, we, see, we see pitfalls, but arrogance and lust uh, can undermine. Many times we ignore the obvious revelations of God's spirit. Do you know that in every situation, situation or scenario that you are, have, have in this life, God will give you wisdom and discernment? You know, many times we step up and we see this young lady, we see this young man, and we're like, I don't know, it's something about him. But that's a mistake. We need to follow the Holy Spirit. Second Thessalonians 3.3 says, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. That's, that, 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 that's a promise. He's going to do that. He, he's going he's to do that. Now, when we go, we, we see that the pit of inspiration tells us that the deportation consists of one leading man with each of the Philistine promises was sent to the Vale of Sarek. They dared not to attempt to seize him while he was in possession of his great power. See, but, but, but it was their purpose to learn and, and possible to uh, discover his secret. Do you realize that there's people that are plotting against you right now? They want to see your demise. Whenever you rise up, there's going to be somebody that's trying to chop you off at the knee. But it don't matter if you have faith and trust in the Lord. But when you step out in your own arrogance, mm, generally thought that, that Delilah was a Philistine woman, but it's not stated. It says, but many scholars deduce that she must have not been a Philistine origin because she was offered a bribe. For had she been a, of their nationality, they would have threatened her or her family. But the fact that they didn't threaten her, they tried to bribe her. She was not of their nationality, but she was still an instrument that was being used to bring down one of God's servants. This is another object lesson. We have to understand that. Do you realize that Satan knows us? Did you, you, you realize he's been studying us? He knows your weakness. He knows what makes you happy. He knows what makes you sad. He knows, he, he knows everything there is about us. Have you ever noticed? And I, I, I noticed this the other day, matter of fact. I said, you know what, I'm going to start preparing for my sermon. And the minute I open up my Bible, I got a phone call. <laughs> and, you know, you don't pay it on mine. I, I got to go. Hang up the phone. Then I get an email. Then I'm, then I'm taking care of work stuff, which I probably should have been doing in the first place. But that ain't the point. So, so, <laughs> so I had to address that. But I'm just saying the timing is always impeccable. The devil knows how to distract you. He knows us. But what's interesting about the story, as the betrayer, Paul, uh, Samson, and her questions, he deceived her in many de declaring weaknesses of, his, of, of men. See, what we have to re realize about this story, and, and the sad thing about us, is presumption can suffocate reason. Many times, we play footsies with the enemy. You know, I, I think of how many times, you know, that, that, that woman, I know I don't have no business with her, but, you know, hey, it's just passing the time. Hmm. I know, I know, I've I, I, I just got out of, 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 of Alcohols Anonymous. I know I don't have any business taking the route that's by Charlie's Pub. We have to understand that we can't play with the devil, and sin will make us stupid. 
Especially when we try to reason. We make reason. Day by day, Delilah urged him until the soul was vexed with death, until, uh, until, until the settled powers kept him by her side. Overcome at last, Samson made known his secret. Now, that was interesting about this. He said, thou have not cut, put a razor to my head. So he told her his secret. But what's interesting is Samson didn't even realize himself that his hair was not his secret. His hair was just a sign of his covenant. God was the one that gave him his abilities. We must understand where our gifts come from. It ain't us. We didn't roll out of bed being some world beater. It is by the grace of God and God alone. And we have to understand we can give him who owns everything the, his due. And what I find interesting as well, that, that, that God is the bestower of gifts. See, see, what's interesting about this story, and this is something that we don't think about. I know that I have a tendency to think about stuff that people don't think about. So people look at me, where do you come up with that from? Well, God sometimes bestows gifts on us that don't meet the eye test. See, when you look at Samson, he was girded with, with amazing strength. Every single story of Samson has him in some big hulk. You notice that? You, you would think that he's 6'6", 320. You think that he should be in the league. That, that he, he, that he looked like what his blessing was. But they wouldn't be plotting against him if that was the case. Why would you question the strength of a man that, that with his finger looked like he could knock you into tomorrow? He didn't look like that. The Bible doesn't say what he looked like, but I can promise you by the reaction of all those Philistines around him, they were probably trying to figure out how this puny little guy be able to carry a gate. Rip the jaws of, of, of a wild beast. With, with, with a bone, kill a thousand men. How's he do that? That's what mesmerized them. He didn't look like he, his blessing. Mm. But human efforts. And advantages are not sufficient for themselves to accomplish God's work. See, we must submit to the power of the Holy Spirit. He was full of the Holy Spirit, yet he did not heed his warning, his yearnings in his life. We have to understand that, 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 that God made us all, gave us all the special gifts. See, see, this is the challenge that we have as humans. And I'll be honest with you. This is our problem. See, God gave us one of the greatest gifts of life. That, that none of the other animals in creation have. And that's the power of choice. But people say, well, my dog has the power of choice. Really? You think that? We are the only ones with that ability. Everything else was, was, was spoken into existence. But Lord gave, made us special. See, see, don't get caught up in the evolutionary dogma. We ain't, we ain't the same as a monkey. I don't, care how, I don't care how similar we may have characteristics. I ain't a monkey. And he ain't my uncle. That's not the way it is. See, the ability is to make independent decisions, and, and God made us this, this way. See, the problem is we are the only creatures created with this special ability. The sad thing about it is even with this ability, we have the ability not to believe. We have the ability not to exercise faith. We have the ability to, to not to believe that there's a God, not to believe that the church is, irre is relevant, not to believe that the Bible is real. We have that choice. But as was said in the Sabbath school lesson, God gives us ample evidence to foster and build our faith. Because who woke you up this morning? People say, well, my, my alarm clock woke me up. I was, I was getting closer. <laughs> oh, yeah? I'll tell you what. Take that alarm clock across the street. Turn it all the way up. Turn it on. See what happens. See if them, some corpses will pop up and dance with you. And if they do, you'd probably be out of it. But anyway, so God crafted man out of the earth. He, he breathed into us, and man became a living soul. We see that, unfortunately, for Samson. He was blind with his eyes wide open. See, but many times our gifts become a curse as we misuse and abuse them. Many times in this life we see dangers but turn a blind eye, seeking to our selfish desires. How many times have I heard young boys saying, I don't know how I got her pregnant? You don't? So you're just walking by, tripped, and nine months later she's pregnant. Yeah, right. 
Life's about choices. See, men and women have entered temptations. Uh, they took part in risky situations because we, we, we question. We, 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 don't, we don't reason. We allow lust and, and we allow our passions to control us. That's what Samson's problem. Interesting. We must understand that, that now it's on us. See, see, we are in a predicament that we must make a choice to get out of this mess. It comes down to our choice. The reality is that no one will go to hell because they didn't know. Did you know that? You're not going to go to hell because you are not going to hell for a lack of information. You will choose your way into hell. Our lives are nothing more than a plethora of choices. One choice after another choice after another choice. These are decisions that we make. Nobody made you. You may have a tendency. You may have influences. But people, you may have grown with propensities. But the ultimate choice is still yours. You can choose to go the opposite direction. You can choose to say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going out like that. But we can't just allow our, our own personal desires to consume us. See, we will be lost by decision and not by deception. That's the way it is. But help, but help is needed. The Holy Spirit is there. He will help us. He, he will help us do this thing. You see, he see we, 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 unfortunately for Samson, we still, he played with the enemy. He played with Delilah. He told her his secret. Now he was overcome by his enemies. And now it, it's too late for him now. But he begins to recognize, I messed up. But with, when the change in him, who had been the judge and champion of Israel, now weak, blind, and prison, degraded by the most menial services, little by little, he had violated the conditions of his sacred calling. God had borne long with him, as he does with us. But when he had so yielded himself to the power of sin as to betray his secret, the Lord departed from him. Do you realize that, that, that even in his last hour, of his gift. God was with him. What does that say about us? You know, again, we, we, we've been talking about outreach and, and ministry. We've been talking about going out to this dark world. What does it say? Do you think that raises the ante? When we see that, that, that drunken, when we see that woman that's out of her mind walking around, when we see that person as high as a kite driving his car, I almost hitting you. God is still with them. We don't know when the Lord will depart, but we have, to, we have a responsibility to go out there and, and reach and teach this dying world. We have to let them know. We have to give them truth because we don't know. The Holy Spirit puts people in our sphere of influence. Have you ever wondered why you're in a hurry and you're in Walmart and you got something to do and you seem to bump into somebody? Oh, I'm sorry. That was no accident. That's an opportunity to witness. That's an opportunity to testify. That, that, that's an opportunity. God gives us ample opportunities in this life. He, he, this is, we have to understand that God is not an accidental God. Everything he does is planned. Everything he does is, 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 is in the timeline of perspective. We realize, see, our problem in this, in this world is that we think that when things happen to us, it's about us. We deal with a God that has four dimensions in the way he thinks. It, 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 it may be about us. It may be about those who know us. It may be about those who don't know us but seen us for the first time. I'm just saying the last, it's a layer like an onion. We don't know why we deal with some of the stuff we deal with. But I can promise you this. It's not always about us. We won't in our misery. Oh, woe is me. I can't believe, Lord, I'm going through this. The Lord's telling me, look, I'm working on your sister. Just bear, out, bear with me for a minute. She's starting to get it through you. We have to understand that God, it's not just about us in this life. See, there was no virtue in his long hair, as I said, but it was the token of his loyalty to God. And when the symbol was sacrificed in the indulgence of passion, the blessing was taking place. You see so many people that walk around with their little emblems. I got, they have a little cross. Or have, have, you, have you ever seen, um, and I saw this online recently, a guy was making millions of dollars because he was selling holy water. You ever see that? Now, do you think there's any virtue in that water? It doesn't work that way. See, we can't allow lust and passion to extinguish our purpose. There will always be a Delilah, or to the ladies of Denzel, or, 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 or what's, that? What, what's, what's that guy's name? To the, see, see, I'm telling my age. What, what's the guy's name uh, that was in that movie, uh, 
was it Johnson, Michael B. Johnson, what's his name? What's the name, what's the name of that guy that was the lead actor in, uh... yeah, Jordan, that's him. <laughs> see, see, there will always be a Delilah or a Michael Jordan in our lives. Somebody will come and try to trip you up out of your purpose. We can't submit to that. We have to allow ourselves to be moved by God's Holy Spirit. The thing is, we, 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 we think that we got it all together. Many, many people come out of situations. You, you get done drinking, and then you'll be surrounded by buddies that invite you to drink. You get done getting high, and then your boys will say, come on, one last time. Hmm. We have to understand that the devil is cunning. He's crafty. In suffering and humiliation, a sport to the Philistines, Samson learned more than his own weakness that he had ever known before, and his afflictions led him to repentance. See, as his hair grew, his power gradually returned, but, 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 his, uh, but his enemies were unaware of this fact. Regarding him as, as, as a fettered and helpless prisoner, they felt no remorse for him. They, they looked at him as, 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 as he's a token of their victory, not knowing that God was slowly coming back. His strength was slowly coming back, and Samson didn't let him know. He, he began to tell because as he was pushing that grill, that, 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 that mill, eventually he was noticing that it was becoming less and less and less of a struggle. He was almost to the point where he could just turn that thing with his feet, but he didn't let them know that. He faked it. Um, this is so tough. Can I have some water? He could have ripped that thing to shreds if he wanted to because his strength was coming. But now he had a perspective. Now he recognized his purpose. Now he began to recognize that he had, forget, he had forsaken something that was near and dear. His mama was given a special promise. She said, listen, you got a special boy that, 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 that God is, has spoken into, that God will anoint. Be careful what you put into your body while he's in there. See, and that's another sign of, of prenatal care. We, we, you know, when, when you're pregnant, Watch what you eat. Watch what you drink. Watch what your associations that you keep. Watch the level of stress. All things can impact your child. There's things that we just don't understand. So, so as I, as I uh, get close to concluding this message, see, we have to understand that we cannot be caught sleeping with the enemy. See, life is full of choices. Like Laura Barney uh, uh, in the, from the movie, she, she had enough of the abuse and, and acted. Like Samson, after a string of poor choices, he allowed God to intervene one last time. But the sad thing for him is sleeping with the enemy proves fatal for him. And it could prove fatal for us if we're not careful. We have to understand, but God will always be there for us if we seek him. We see that physically Samson was the strongest man upon the earth. But in, self, but, but in self-control, integrity, and firmness, he was one of the weakest of men. See, many mistake strong passions for strong character. But, but, but the truth is that he had, who was mastered by his passion was not but a weak man. How many times have we seen that today? How many times have we seen? Do you realize, I didn't, I didn't even know this, but... Uh, somebody, a friend of mine who was a member of the Department of Defense told me this years ago. He said that back in the late, uh, the early 70s, did you know that the KGB had female operatives that was all through Huntsville, Alabama, where, where Oakwood is located? Russia was there. Why were they there? Because they knew scientists lived there. That we, as we were building up our space program. And, and, and they were there at that space center down there. So they sent operatives to try to now, it's the same old adage. You, we, we heard the term pillow talk. Why is that work? How is that still employed? How is that still effective? Because of the same principle. When you allow passions, a presumption, we become stupefied. We can't play footsies with the enemy because he knows, you, he knows what, what your weaknesses are. Trust in the Lord. Matthew 6, 24, no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Basically what the Bible is telling us, that we can't, we're going to be influenced by one or the other. There's only two powers in this world. You're either under the influence of the Holy Spirit, 
And, and also, this is interesting. We talked about, as Bill brought up in the Sabbath School lesson this morning, where does the thoughts come from? Where does sin begin? Where? In our minds. That is the battleground where the Holy Spirit is, is, is trying to push back the, the, the devil and his influences. That is, but, but when we say, I'm not interested, that's when the devil takes hold. It's, it's a seesaw, one or the other. It's not us sitting on, on the fence saying, well, um, I'll choose this today, and I'll choose that tomorrow. Young people, many, I've heard so many young people tell us that I want to get older. I want to live my life before I come into the church. I want to live my life before I accept Jesus Christ. But I tell them all the time, you, you, living your life in Jesus will put you on a trajectory that's higher than any man can take you in this world. Because he can open doors that, that folks, are, they scuff them to get into. He can put you in the highest institutions. He can, he can put you in the best job. People, do you know that there's some, old, there's some business owners that will sign your name and then try to figure out two weeks later, how did I even hire him? Because the Holy Spirit works and opens up doors. Men are impressed to do what God tells them to do, not what they want to do. So as that summarizes, we have to understand that, 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 that God is, 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 is a God of, uh, who, who he, his, his providential care had been seen over Samson, that he might be prepared to accomplish the work which he had been called to do. At the very onset of his life, he was surrounded by favorable conditions for physical strength, for intellectual vigor, and moral purity. But under the influence of the wicked associates, he let them go and held upon God, which is man's only safeguard. That's our safeguard. We have the trust in the Lord. We can't, we can't make it in this life. Without it, we see that, but God, under the fluids, we see that those who, in a way of duty, are brought into trial may be sure that God will preserve them. But if men willfully place themselves under the power of temptation, mm, they will sooner or later succumb to. How many times have you seen, um, you know, a lot of these guys, even Deion Sanders was, was talking about, he was trying to talk to young people. He says, your strength and your identity ain't in having 25 groupies. A night. It ain't about smoking weed. It ain't about smoking dope. It ain't about the cars, the, the, the big. That's not where it comes from. Mm. But we get so caught up. We play footsies with God's enemy, and we will fall in inevitably. We, we, we must claim his promises and seek his, his Holy Spirit's guidance and direction. But ultimately, it is our choice to make that decision this day. And as I conclude this message, we must remember our lives are not our own. God has gifted us for such a time as now. And that's what many of us don't recognize. We, we just think that we just popped up. We could be the product of a rape. We could be the product of, 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 of an unwed situation. We could be the product of parents who don't love each other anymore. It doesn't matter. Our appearance here was no accident when it comes to God. Because he already sets this thing up before we're born. Before we are born, he's working on things. Before he's born, he, and, and we talked about his timeline. He, his, his outlook in life is, you know, you, 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 you have a Rolodex of, of, of his plans and, and, and strategies. And he's, he, he's chapter 5023. He's way down the road. That's how far in advance he's working with us. So as I conclude this message... We must recognize that we were created with a purpose. You see, 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 we are not, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 2.10, we, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. We're no accident. Even though we may be the product of an oops, our appearance here is not by accident. And that's, that's a choice too, by the way, that oops. But anyway. We must fulfill our calling and be about making disciples. See, that's what we're here. Many times the Gospel Commission tells us in Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go therefore and make disciples into all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Many times we come to church because this is just something to do. We come to church. Well, I feel I want to get a little Jesus in. Well, if you get a little Jesus in, the devil's going to be whipping us up for the rest of those six days. You need a whole lot of Jesus in you. That's why Paul tells us to put on the whole armor of God. He didn't say just cover your finger. 
The rest of you are exposed. But that's the mindset we have when we step into this building on Sabbath. Six days I do what I want to do. Six days I, make work, I, I, I do what I have to do to make it in this life. I have to survive. That's the argument we hear. I have to make it in this life. Yeah, but God will bless you. And then we have to understand that as we go to Ephesians 6, as I said, finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil, his schemes. You know, the best way to give, put this in perspective, and I'm done here, is that we have to, when you look at the military, they do what they call exercises, where they basically go over scenarios, over and over and over again. They try to anticipate every situation. Now, they don't anticipate. There's few situations they can't anticipate, of course. But they are so prepared for adversity, they just react. They don't think. We think in the church today, 2023, that we could go through this life without studying our word, that we could go through this life without prayer, that we could go through this life without studying his word, and that when everything hits the fan, oh, I, I am a Christian. You, you can't threaten me throwing me in jail or shooting me in the head because I'm going to serve the Lord. It ain't going to happen like that way. We have to prepare ourselves now. We have to prepare ourselves for that great time because it's coming. If you don't believe it's coming, just turn on the news. All this anguish and, and, and stuff that's going on in, in, in Washington right now. Heck, look, look at the fact that you have a president. Well, we, 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 we have a, See, this is why we have to know that God is in control. You have a president that's suffering from dementia, and then you have a, president, a former president that's trying to get back in that's, that's, that's almost a convicted felon. Well, he hasn't been convicted yet. But... I'm saying this is our leadership that our young people look, have to look up to. We can't look at man because man's messed up. The devil has messed us up. We have to rely on Jesus and Jesus alone. As we wrap up this week on evangelism, as this month on evangelism, as we wrap up, there's two things that we have to understand. One is, is that we can't evangelize out there until we evangelize in here. It starts with us. I have no, nothing to tell anybody if I have no experience to share. And they don't care about what you tell them. They're going to watch you to see if you're living your life in accordance to what you're sharing with them. We have to do more. We have to change our trajectory in here. We, we can't be about ministry. It's just part-time stuff. That's not going to work. When, you, when, I, when I read that, those verses in Revelation 4, you saw that, that, they, 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 that the souls, that they were, were, were worshiping the, the, the one who sits on the throne. They were saying, holy, holy, holy. This was not a part-time thing. They say they do that constantly. We can't fathom that. Why? Because we're not used to doing that. We take time off. We put it in our back pocket. I'll get back. How many people said many times, you know, that man made me so bad I had to put Jesus in my back pocket to handle the situation. Well, I tell you what, if you, put, if, if you pray to Jesus before the situation, he would help you through the situation. And he will even give you the words to say after the situation. We can't put Jesus aside. We can't put ministry aside. We can't put the church aside. This, if this is not what the top of our mindset, then why, why even bother? Because when we are under pressure, we're going to default to what we know, not what we believe. What's going to be taught when these soldiers are in the battlefield? That they, 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 they're not trying, they don't pull out a manual. Okay, okay, article says, what's, 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 how am I going to have the situation? They know it. This is what we have to do. We already now have a manual that the Lord is telling us to study this word, to show thyselves approved. This is what it's all about. If we don't study, if we don't pray, we say, well, I'll go pray. Some of us can't even say our, say, say our blessings in public. Well, we're, we're y'all, okay, thank, thank you, Jesus. 
The bottom line is that as we prepare for witnessing and evangelism as a church, it has to begin as a Christian, as an individual. The Holy Spirit is willing to tarry with us, as with Samson. Until Samson cut his hair, God was with him. So we know that God is going to go the extra mile to save us all. All we have to do is give him the opportunity to work and change things in our life. The more we do that, the easier this walk will be. So I encourage you all, I ask that you please stand with me. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a special prayer. Because I want this to be a retrospective message. I want us all reflect in my mind, where am I in this paradigm? Am I allowing the world to be my, to be my, my, my master? Am I allowing the, 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 the world to, to predicate and dictate what I want to do? Do I give Jesus his just due? Am I really, when I wake up in the morning, am I reaching for my iPhone or, or for my Android, seeing what's the latest news or, or, or the latest posts on some social media? Or am I at least whispering a prayer, thank you, Jesus, for waking me up this morning. Be with me on my way. We have to change our mindset if we want to see growth in the church, if we want to see growth in us as individuals, and if we want to be about witnessing to this dying world. We have to change some stuff here. This is not going to cut it. God is going to come back for people that's ready to receive him, not those who just happen to follow in signs. Well, according to the Bible, it says here that there'll be another earthquake here. And the, no, it doesn't work that way. That's, that, those, he will be a thief to those. He'll just pop up, and you won't, you won't even know he, he came because we be so caught up. So let's just bow your heads. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for just the privilege of honor, sharing a moment of retrospect and reflection in our lives, in our personal lives. Where do we fit in the paradigm? Are we like Samson, being seduced by the things of this world? Are we like Samson, mis misinterpreting and, and misusing the, 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 the wonderful gifts and, and purpose that you've given us? Are we like him where we, where we don't understand who we are and what we represent? If we are, Lord, we just pray that now we change the narrative. Now we change the direction. Now we say, Lord, now is the time where I want to make my calling and election sure with you and want to be about sharing this good news to somebody else. People in this world are, are frightened and they're afraid because they don't understand. We do. We should be the ones filling that gap, telling them why. Because we know that you are on the precipice of your return. Thank you again for your, 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 your promise and your hope to us. And we, Lord, we use this as an opportunity of knowing that we have time still yet to get ourselves together. Thank you for that hope. These things we ask your holy name. Amen. May God bless you all.